the two spies were saved by Rachav the harlot. She ties a rope to her window that was the color of scarlet. Rachav hid the two spies on her roof. The Jews could take Israel. This story is proof. Okay, so this week's Parsha is Parsha Chalach, and the Haftorah is in Yehoshua. So the story is really a fascinating one because the main storyline of Shalach is about the Meraglim, is about the, the 12 spies that came into Israel and 10 of the 12 gave such a negative report about how Israel was a land of, of monsters, how there was no military, how militarily Israel did not stand a chance um, and the Jewish people did not stand a chance of, uh, of attacking these monstrosities that were in, uh, that were in the land of Canaan. Um, and because of that terrible report, then the people felt like they were doomed. There was no chance of them ever coming into the land of, of Israel. And um, they even wanted to go back to, to Egypt. They thought that they were going to have to just basically go on a suicide mission into Israel and because of these, uh, these ten tri- the, the ten the ten uh, Miraglim, the ten spies, um, basically the entire generation was uh, set to die in in the desert before the Jewish people could enter the land of Israel. So that's why this story is happening forty years, almost forty years later, uh, because um, in that course of time, that basically that generation, the generation of the Miraglim. Uh, had died out, and their children were ready to enter the land of Israel. But before they entered the land of Israel, we see Oshua does a very similar sort of spying mission, uh, reconnaissance mis- mission, uh, just like Moshe did uh, almost 40 years prior that ended so terribly. This one we see actually ended quite successfully. Um, so we'll get into exactly why Moshe's was not successful and the Miraglim and these, these two Miraglim that Yoshua sent were successful. So the first reason why, um, this is more successful than the other, um, than the, the, than the, than the, uh, prior, uh, spy mission is because the two spies are already vetted for being, uh, quality people that would give a good report. One of them, um, the Midrash says, is Kaliv, who Kaliv, of course, was one of the spies that ga- already gave uh, a positive report. And the other one is Pinchas, um, who also was in the, in the story, in, in, in the Torah, as being uh, a hero. So both of these two people have, have been basically vetted, uh, and they know that they can be trustworthy. So getting to the actual Haftorah here, um, so Yehoshua, he sends these, these two, um, these two spies, and it's interesting, the word that the Haftorah uses for two is shnaim, and not the traditional just shnei, and shnaim implies sort of that these two people were different from each other, um, and the reason that they were different, it's interesting because when the two spies were hidden away, as we'll see later in the Haftorah, the words it uses, the word it used, uh, that the Haftorah uses for, for hides away is um, tispano, which means to hide him, not tispanu, but tispano, and hide him implying that basically um, the Midrash says is that Kalev 
had to be hidden, but Pinchas didn't even have to be hidden because he was like an angel, um, and an angel doesn't take up any physical space, so you don't have to hide uh, an angel. Um, so that's why they, they were different. Now, moving on, so after Yoshua sent these two spies, um, he says, he, he tells them to secretly leave and, um, and basically look out uh, for, observe the land and Yaricho. L'churau et ha'aretz ve'et ha'yaricho, which implies here that there's two elements that they have to be looking out for. They have to be looking out for the land and for Yaricho. However, we see in the Saftorah that they only go to Yaricho. They don't look at the rest of the land. And the reason is, is because Yaricho was a border city. Yaricho was basically um, a city that was fortified against, you know, attackers on the outside. So once they found out that even the, the tough city, the tough border city of Yaricho, even that, even if, if that city was afraid of the oncoming uh, Jews that were going to come into Israel, then Kovachomer, certainly the um, the interior cities, the, the cities that aren't used to attacks, those cities are definitely going to be afraid, be very afraid of um, of the Jewish people. So if the tough border city is afraid of the Jews, then so too the the rest of the land of Israel is also going to be uh, uh, the, the 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 other inhabitants in the rest of the land of Israel will also be terrified of the Jewish people, and the Jews will be easily to come in and, uh, and take over the land. So it's interesting that this is done secretly because the, uh, the, the story with Moshe it was done very publicly, and that's perhaps a reason um, that it was done so publicly in the story of Moshe, and that maybe gave the rest of the, 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 rest of the Jewish people sort of um, worry that they weren't going to succeed. However, this was done secretly, perhaps for the, you know, that exact reason, that secretly the rest of the Jewish people wouldn't feel like they were scared to enter, enter Israel. Another reason it was done secretly is perhaps so the Canaanites, the people who they were going, who the Jewish people were going to ultimately capture, um, what the, so, so it was done secretly so they wouldn't know about the attack. So anyways, these two, um, these two spies, uh, Kalev and Pinchas, they arrived at Rachav's house, and Rachav, um, the Haftorah says, was a Beit Isha Zona, which means basically, um, literally, uh, the, the house of a, of a female prostitute, uh, um, basically a brothel. However, Rashi, interestingly, uh, and, and that's the way that the Gemara in, in, in Zavachim defines Beit Isha Zona, is, is a brothel. However, Rashi defines it in kind of a, um, an interesting way. He says Zona is not referring to the traditional translation uh, as prostitute. Rather, Rashi says Zona is referring to mazon, which means food. Basically, Rashi is saying this was a bed and breakfast. Um, so uh, an interesting opinion from Rashi there. However, the simple understanding is that Rachav was a prostitute. Um, however, which either way you look at it, this was a place where basically Rachav dealt with the public, so to speak, whether she was a prostitute or whether she ran a bed and breakfast. She dealt with the public and she had a general pulse on basically what the uh, people of, of Yaricho were thinking about the oncoming Jewish attack. Um, so anyway, so the king of Yaricho finds out about these two Jewish spies and the king says, um, bring these uh, 
uh, the, 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 the king tells, um, tells, tells Rachav, um, bring out the men who have come to you. Habayim alayich asher ba'u levitaich. So uh, bring out the men who have come to you, uh, who have come to your house, which is interesting. So why doesn't the Haftorah just say who have come to you? Why does it say who have come to you and who have come to your house? Um, you know, habayim alayich, that's come to you. And then asher ba'u levitaich, who have come to your house. It seems a little bit repetitive. The reason is, um, the commentary say, is because basically the king is saying that, um, that, that they sort of pretended to come to you for your services. Your, your, you know, as I said, she was a prostitute. So uh, they pretended to come to you maybe for uh, immoral favors. However, they didn't, they, they, and, and because they didn't uh, ask for those, or according to Rashi's understanding, because they didn't ask for food, then why would they want to come to her house? Um, and the only reason they wanted to come to her house, the king is implying, is because they wanted to spy on um, on the land of Yaricho. So Rachav, she once she hears from the king, she hides the two spies, and she claims that she doesn't know, um, you know, where they're where they're from. She doesn't know that whether they're Jews or not. Um, and the reason she doesn't know where they're from, the commentaries say, is because a prostitute doesn't ask uh, personal info, I guess, about her clients. So um, anyway, so she hides them in flax on her roof, and she tells the, uh, the king to go and chase after them. So even though, obviously, the two spies are actually safely hidden away uh, in stacks of flax on her roof, um, the, 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 the men, the king's men... Uh, were chasing after these two men uh, towards the Jordan River, even though, of course, they were not towards the Jordan River. They were they were actually uh, on her rooftop. So then, once the two men, well, once the once the men had, had uh, chased after these these two guys, um, then Rachav goes to the two spies and she says, um, "I know that Hashem gave you this land, and the inhabitants are afraid of you." And the word it uses, and, and uh, their hearts have dissolved because of you. And the word it uses for dissolved is namogu, which is interesting because um, namogu is the same forty years it, it, it is the same language that um, that that Moshe uses to describe the hearts of the people after Kriyas Yamsuf, after the splitting of the Red Sea. Um, Moshe says that the hearts of of all the other nations were had melted and the word it uses is namogu and all these years later their hearts had melted and the reason they melted um uh, uh the prostitute rachav explains is because she heard that all the people heard how hashem split the sea um so many years before this and then after that um she heard about the the, the people heard about the wars won against the two great nations of sichon and og and basically um the, the wars won against Sichon and Og sort of re, um, uh, I guess, brought back the trauma, brought back the, the feelings that um, the Canaanites had when God split the sea for the Jewish people. That same feeling, that same, uh, their, their hearts dissolving, dissolved again when they won the war of Sichon and Og. Um, so it was interesting. They basically kind of carried this like past trauma, the Canaanites, 
of the, of uh, of remembering when God split the sea for the Jewish people, and then they were sort of revisited with that trauma when the Jewish people beat Sichon and Og. Uh, they were certain the Canaanites were certain that they stood no chance against the Jewish people. Um, so then, and then Rachav's, uh, um, Rachav says that your God is the God of Shemayim Mimal Va'al Haaretz Mimat Mitacha, that your God's the God of heavens above and earth below. And basically that this is saying that, um, that, that, uh, Rachav is explaining to these two spies, Kalev and Pinchas, that the people of Canaan basically recognized the superiority of the Jewish people and their hearts melted and they recognized that the Jewish people's God was the God of the heavens above and the earth below. Now, Rachav makes a, a request before she lets them go. Rachav says, since I did a chesed, since I did a kindness for you, um, you should do a chesed for my father's household and save them from imminent death. Um, and the spies respond, when we take the land, we will do chesed and emet. And it's interesting, chesed ve'emet um, is describing two different things the commentaries say. Chesed is describing basically the kindness that they that the spies are going to do for her family. Um, and Emmet is to explain um, basically the moral obligation that they have to save Rachav. So basically because Rachav saved um, these two men, these two men were like morally obligated to save her. However, why should they have to save her family? That's going to be just because of chesed, just because of kindness. They were not morally obligated to save her family. They just chose to out of kindness. Now, there's a fascinating question that Tosvos asks. Tosvos says, wait a minute, we have this, um, this uh, mitzvah in the Torah that says that every Canaanite has to be killed. Every single Canaanite has to be murdered when Jews enter the land of Egypt, uh, enter the land of Canaan, enter, enter Eretz Shul. Uh, every single Canaanite has to be killed. And yet, Tosfo says, how is it possible that these spies um, go into the land of, uh, go, go into, you know, Yarecho and, and tell um, Rachav that, in fact, she and her family is all going to be saved? That's a direct contradiction to the mitzvah in the Torah to kill the Canaanites. How is it possible, then, that, that Kalev and, and um, Pinchas agree with Rachav to save her and her family. That's, again, a, a, directly against what the Torah says, to kill all the Canaanites. So the answer that Tosfos gives is to say that this doesn't, that the rule of killing all the Canaanites does not apply before the Jewish people actually enter Israel <clears throat> um, and basically start war. So Tosfos says it hasn't, this mitzvah of killing the Canaanites hasn't kicked in yet. And so because, and basically, so then therefore, um, uh, Rachav and her family were, were sort of grandfathered in and would not be killed once the war started. A different answer that the Chida gives is a very fascinating answer, and it's much more of a Kabbalistic answer. Um, so uh, the Chida says that basically Rachav had the same soul as Tamar and um, as Chana, who came after her. Who, who so so Tamar was came before Rachav and 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 after Rachav's death Chana came and both of these two people were um, 
were giants in were 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 uh, were giants in in Jewish history, and they were both Jewish and they were both very righteous women, um, and because uh, Tamar and 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 Hannah were such righteous women, it's sort of because and 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 you know you know if you can understand this, Rachav had the same soul as Tamar and Hannah. And because of that, and actually one of the commentaries say, even as the same soul as this, as the um, soul of Cain, um, uh, Adam and Eve's son, um, and that's why they were hidden in Pishton, by the way, that's why they were hidden in, in flax on her roof, because that Cain gave a flax offering. Um, okay, but, but getting back to what the Chedah says, the Chedah says that, um, that since Rachav has sort of this pure soul, of coming from Tamar and Hana, then therefore that's why she was saved because the root of her soul was sort of this like Jewish uh, neshama. Um, interesting opinion. So again, there's two opinions as to why they, why Pinchas and and Kalev were able to violate the the blatant you know able to blatantly violate the mitzvah of the Torah to kill all the Canaanites is because Tosfos explains it doesn't apply before. Um, that mitzvah doesn't apply before the Jews enter Israel. And the Chidah explains, it's a Kabbalistic answer, that the soul of Rachav was a holy soul. So then um, Rachav lowers the two of them by rope through her window. Um, and what's interesting here is Rachav had some extremely prolific uh, grandchildren, or, 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 and not just grandchildren, but uh, uh, um, she had very, very prolific, uh, um, children. And one of those, uh, one of those children, descendants, one of those descendants was, uh, Yermia, the prophet Yermia. And Yermia, he was saved from a pit, uh, with a rope. And he complained to God that he shouldn't have to climb this very uncomfortable rope while he, um, you know, to, to get out of the pit, that God should have provided him a, a nice ladder to walk on, which is a lot more comfortable than having to climb a rope. And Hashem responds back to him that your ancestor, Rachav, should have used a ladder to help uh, Kalev and Pinchas down. And because she used a rope and not a ladder, then so too, um, then so too Yermia would have to use a rope and not a ladder. Um, and it's interesting here because Clearly, Rachav was actually doing an act of chesed, was doing an act of, of extreme kindness by allowing, um, by basically saving Kalev and Pinchas um, from, being, uh, from, from being captured by the Canaanites. They, Rachav, Rachav saved them. So how could you say that what she did was wrong? And it's interesting. It's a lesson in kindness that if we're going to do kindness, it's not just enough to do kindness. Um, it's not merely enough just to save uh, just for Rachav to, to save Kalev and Pinchas, but she should have even gone above and beyond. And instead of giving them a rope to climb down, she should have given them a ladder. Uh, interesting story there. So then she tells them to go and hide away for three days in the mountains. Um, and because, again, they, the Canaanites were trying to, 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 find, to hunt down these, these, two, um, these two spies. And she tells them, hide away for three days in the mountains, and then you'll be okay. Uh, it's, and then, um, as a way that the that uh, the Jewish as as a way that the Jewish people would know the house of Rachav, um, 
the the two spies told Rachav uh, to tie the scarlet rope to tie a scarlet rope to her window, um, and when the Jewish people would come into the land of Egypt, uh, come into the land of Israel, they would see that rope and they would know that that's her family and would not uh, would not attack them. And they say that they should bring everyone. They tell Rachav, bring every every person of your family into your house and they will be spared, and anyone that leaves the house will be killed. And this, is, to me, is very reminiscent of, um, of the story of the, the death of the firstborn um, uh, with the Egyptians. Um, at that time, the Jews had to spread uh, blood from the, from, uh, from the Pesach sacrifice on their, on their doors. Um, and when, if you had blood on your door, then your firstborn would not be killed. However, if anybody left their house, they may have been killed. And similarly here, that Rachav, she has to tie basically a red, instead of spreading blood on her door, she ties a red cord. Um, similarly, blood is red, she ties a red cord. Um, and she, she's tying this red cord to her window. And similarly, she has to stay in her house. And if anyone leaves her house, she, uh, those, those people may be killed. Um, and it's interesting, this is, uh, the commentaries say, a symbolism as to the fact that Rachav repented for her previous immoral life as a prostitute. She um, used a scarlet cord. Scarlet is sort of reminiscent of sin. And it's interesting, the word for cord in Hebrew is tikvat, which can also mean hope, um, which means sort of hope to erase your to to erase her past sins. So she basically, because of this rope, she had hope to erase her past sins, and actually, ultimately, she would be a convert, um, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, she would end up actually marrying uh, Yoshua, one of the um, you know the Yoshua, the the leader of the Jewish people, Rachav would end up marrying Yehoshua and would, as I said, have prolific, um, would have prolific children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, etc. In fact, eight of them would be Nevi'im, eight of them would be prophets, um, including Yermia and Chilkiah and some other very famous prophets uh, in Kohanim. So then after um, they hid away for three days in the mountains, the two spies they came to Yoshua and they said that Hashem has given us the land and the heart the 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 hearts of the inhabitants of Canaan of, of Canaan had melted away. And the word it uses for, for melted is Namogu, which again is sort of the same terror, the same um the same fright and terror that uh Moshe and, and Moshe used that word Namogu to melt away, um that uh, when when the Jewish people crossed the 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 Dead Sea, the splitting of the sea, um, that same terror that everybody else had of the power of God, um, that same terror uh, was felt here in this time. Um, now, moving just to recap what I talked about here, so the this is a story of uh, another Miraglim story. So our our Torah portion of Shalach talks about the unsuccessful Miraglim story with the ten wicked, um, the 10 wicked spies that end up bringing a terrible report. Uh, this is the story of two successful spies for almost 40 years later. So Yoshua, he only sends two spies instead of 12. Uh, and they use, the word it uses is Shanaim, 
um, which implies that they're different. And as I said, Kalev, the reason they're different is because Kalev is like a normal person and Pinchas was more like an angel, the commentaries say. Um, and these two spies, Kalev and Pinchas, they were, sec- they were secretly sent out um, to, go observe, to, to go observe the land and Yaricho. However, we see from the story, they only observe Yaricho. They don't see the rest of the land. And the reason is, is because Yaricho is this tough border city. And if the, if the city of Yaricho is scared of Jewish invasion, then certainly the interior, sort of the weak interior of the land of Israel is certainly going to be afraid of Jewish invasion. So these two spies, they arrive at Rachav's house and, um, her house is called Beit Isha Zona, which literally translates to the house of the woman prostitute, basically a brothel. And Rashi says, uh, Rashi, however, says that Zona is actually referring to Mazon. Really, this is a, bre- a be- it's not a brothel, it's, it's really a bed and breakfast. Um, however, either case, whether you say it's a brothel or a bread and breakfast, either way, they're dealing with the public and they'll have, sort of have a pulse on, the reason they came here is because they'll have a pulse on um, how the people of Canaan are viewing uh, the Jewish people. So it's interesting, Rachav, um, so, so then, um, so they, the king of Rachav, he finds out about these, these Jewish spies, and the king tells, um, sorry, the king of Yaricho finds out about the two Jewish spies, and the king tells the prostitute Rachav to bring out the men who have come to you, who have come to your house. Um, and I said, the reason it says come to you and come to your house is because they didn't actually come to her for her services as a prostitute. Rather, they came to her, just came to her house. And the king says, isn't that suspicious that they just came to your house? Um, it must be the reason they came to your house is because they wanted to spy out the land. Um, so Rachav, she hides the two spies away and she claims that she doesn't know where these two spies are from. Um, and then... Um, the Aftor says that she hid the, the two spies in flax on her rooftop while the men chased after them toward the Jordan River. And I said one Kabbalistic explanation is that the soul of Rachav is the same soul that Cain had, um, Adam and Eve's son. And um, Cain, basically, he famously gave the offering of a flax offering. And that's why here um, Rachav she hides these two spies in flax. Um, and then Rachav tells the two spies um, that, uh, that I know that Hashem gave you this land and the inhabitants of the land of Canaan are afraid of you and their hearts have melted. And the words it used for melted is namogu. And namogu is the same word that, that Moshe uses to explain um, that the hearts of the other nations melted when they heard about the splitting of the Red Sea. Um, now, uh, uh, Rachav says that the land of Canaan heard about how Hashem split the sea and how Hashem, and how the land of Canaan heard about how the Jewish people won wars with Sichon and Og. And basically, even though the splitting of the sea happened so many years ago, sort of that memory, that traumatic experience of the fact that there was a God strong enough to split a sea, that memory was still strong with the Canaanites all these years later. Um, and it says, Your God is the God of Shemayim Mimal, Baal Haaretz Mitachat. Your God is the God of heavens above and earth below. Um, 
And then Rachav, before she lets the two spies leave, she asks her a request. She says, since I did a chesed for you, since I did kindness for you by saving you from, um, from the mob that would have, would have uh, killed you, then you should do chesed for my father's household and save them from death. And the spies agree. The, 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 the spies respond, when we take over the land, we'll do chesed ve'emet. Chesed's referring to the kindness for her family, and Emmet is describing um, the fact that basically they have a moral obligation to save her. But Tosfos asks, how is this possible that the spies agree to save her and her family? Because explicitly in the Torah, we have a commandment that you have to kill all the Canaanites. So how is it possible that these Canaanites are saved? Tosfos explains that this mitzvah of killing all the Canaanites does not apply before the Jewish people come into the land of, of, of Israel. And basically, so then, therefore, Rachav and her family were sort of grandfathered in, uh, and they didn't have to be killed. And the Chida answers, a more Kabbalistic answer, that Tamar and Chana had the same soul of Rachav, and because these were two holy women, that basically um, Rachav sort of had like uh, this sort of like holy Jewish soul, and she wasn't really a Canaanite. Um, then Rachav, she lowers them down by rope through her window, and it's interesting, um, I said that story with Yermia, where he's saved from a pit with a rope. He was complaining to God, why couldn't, he have been, why couldn't he have been saved with a ladder? And Hashem responds, since your ancestor Rachav didn't use a ladder um, for Kalev and Pinchas, so too, I'm not going to use a ladder for you. Um, and this is a lesson in chesed, a lesson in kindness, that even though Rachav, what Rachav did to save these two spies was tremendously kind, she could have even gone above and beyond and given them a ladder, which is a little bit more comfortable. Um, so then once they're lowered down, um, Rachav, uh, the, 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 the two spies tell Rachav to um, tie this scarlet uh, cord, the scarlet rope to her window and um, anybody, and, and once they see this, once the Jewish people see the rope, anybody that is in that house will be spared, and anybody that leaves will be killed. I said this is similar to the death of the firstborn, that basically everybody in the Jewish houses with, um, with blood from, from the Korban Pesach was saved. However, if you, if you were a Jew and you left your house on the night of the firstborn, then you could be killed. Um, and similarly here, anybody that was in her house was saved. Anybody that left her house was killed. Um, and uh, another, um, so, 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 and then um, she tells the, these two spies to hide in the mountains for three days. So after hiding in the mountains for three days, the spies came out and came back to Yoshua and tells them that, um, and, 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 and says to Yoshua, that Hashem has given us the land, and the inhab- the hearts of the inhabitants of Canaan had melted. And I said it, I used the word namogu, melted, which is the exact same word used uh, almost 40 years prior when the, when the sea split for the Jewish people when they left Egypt. Um, and just one interesting last note here before we end is the fact that Rachav, even though in her previous life was this prostitute, she had, um, uh, actually, eventually she would be a convert and she would merit to have eight Nevi'im come from her. Um, and uh, like Yirmiya and uh, Chilkiah and many other very famous Nevi'im and Kohanim would come from Rachav. And in fact, she would actually marry um, Yehoshua 
the leader of the Jewish people. Um, so even though her past life wasn't so uh, clean, um, she because she saved Kalev and Pinchas in this tremendous act of chesed, act of kindness, she merited to marry Yoshua and have um, and have eventually uh, eight Nevi'im come after her, uh, come come from her. And with that, and, and actually, uh, one last note, they say that from Rachav, she actually w- is <coughs> an ancestor of King David and eventually uh, the Mashiach of Imhir of Yaminu. So to read my poem, the two spies were saved by Rachav the harlot. She, she ties a rope to her window that was the color of scarlet. Rachav hid the two spies on her roof. The Jews could take Israel. This story is proof. And with that, L'chaim, L'chaim, this has been the whole Haftorah.